0: The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the iTest brought to you by Belly Up Media. I'm here with co hosts Paul Orlando and Bobby Amendola. And today's episode is the Fantasy Doghouse. Now, if you watched yesterday's episode on the Week One Fantasy Awards, the fifth reward was not a good reward. In fact, if you are given this reward, you got one free ticket to the Fantasy Doghouse. And, uh, Paul, have, have you ever been put in the doghouse by a significant other, girlfriend?
1: Oh, dude, I practically live there.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel like uh, I'm like a platinum member at the doghouse. <laughs> I, get, I get the master bedroom, the master suite, and all that stuff. It's, it's great. <laughs> very, very comfy there. However, not a good place to be. Um, in fact, we had two players that were given these free tickets to the doghouse in yesterday's episode. Bob gave Justin Fields the award. Paul gave DeAndre Swift the award. And they were just one-way tickets to the doghouse. And they're going to be stuck in the doghouse. And the only way that they can get out is if they perform you know, up to their projection or they blow it out uh, two weeks in a row, right? They got to do it consistently. So if they do it for next week in week two, which we'll project as we uh, look forward to week two, um, we'll give you our prediction on if we think that they could be put into fantasy probation. And then if they do well after that, they'll be free men. So first one was Justin Fields. Justin Fields did not live up to expectations. And the main reason for that was he wasn't the rushing quarterback that we all thought he was going to be. Let alone his throwing stats of 216 yards and an interception, he ran nine times for 60 yards, essentially, and had a fumble lost. Um, Next week, he's going against Tampa Bay. Do I think that he can get put on probation? Honestly, I'm 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 not going to say yes because he was going against Green Bay. We thought that that would be a good team that he could really roll on top of, uh, and he didn't. So I do not think Justin Fields will do it again. Uh, and and by do it again, I mean, be a good quarterback again. Um, I think that he's going to stay in the doghouse. Then we got Deandre Swift. Deandre Swift was not the featured running back for the Eagles. Even after they pulled off this crazy trade during the draft, um, he was not the featured back. Kenny Gainwell was, uh, and Deandre Swift ran for three yards and had zero reception yards, even though he did have a catch. Thanks for the one point, Deandre Swift. Uh, So, yeah, DeAndre Swift finished with 1.3 points. Now, he does have a four-day short notice against the Vikings. I am feeling a bit of a bounce-back game, but what does that exactly mean for a player that had 1.3 points? Because if he gets six or seven points, he's staying in the doghouse. So I'm not seeing Justin Fields or DeAndre Swift getting out of this. Uh, The only way that DeAndre Swift could is if the Eagles were maybe thinking of having him be the featured back against the Vikings, and they wouldn't be able to see much tape on him, but we will see. Let's head on over to the next candidate for the doghouse, and that's Joey Burrow. He's going to walk on into the doghouse, spread his cheeks, and cough two times. <laughs> Joey Burrow, welcome to the doghouse, Bob. Joe or uh, Bob, why does Joe Burrow need to be in here?
2: Thank you for that dazzling intro on Joe Burrow, John. But Joe Burrow's in the doghouse because he, quite frankly, just completely shit the bed this week. He had three fantasy points, completed less than 50 percent of his passes, didn't have over 100 yards and didn't even throw a touchdown. So it was just probably one of Joe Burrow's worst career games. Although he lands in the doghouse now, I think he will have an opportunity to be put on probation next week. And I project that he will end up in probation because it's the home opener against division rival in the Ravens. I think they'll be pumped up for that game. And I think Joe Burrow will get himself out of the doghouse.
0: All right. Up next into the doghouse, we do have Jalen Hurts, another Eagle. Eagles just had a disappointing week. Jalen Hurts, just like Justin Fields, he was not the runner that we expected. Nine runs, just like Justin Fields, but much less yards, 37. Um, And he, too, lost a fumble. Uh, Got sacked three times. I mean, the Eagles just did not look like they did last year in any way, shape, or form. Uh, Jalen Hurts also only threw for one touchdown. Now, he is going against the Minnesota Vikings. I am expecting expecting a bounce-back game, much like Joe Burrow. um, It is the home opener. And this was, you know, week one was Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow's first. It was essentially their preseason game. It was their warm-up game. Unfortunately, it fell into the regular season. Fortunately, the Eagles were able to get a, a win out of that. But I'm expecting Jalen Hurts to find his way out of the doghouse and land on fantasy probation. Let's head on over to the next candidate into the fantasy doghouse. Welcome in. Another eagle, Dallas Goddard, a oh. zero points, Paul.
1: Yeah, it was not looking good for the Eagles, and Dallas Goddard, unfortunately, was a victim to that as well. Even though he played 92% of the snaps, he only saw one target and did not catch it. So Dallas Goddard laid a goose egg. Now, I believe, much like a lot of these Eagles not named DeAndre Swift, that Dallas Goddard is going to be a good little boy at at the doghouse, and he's going to be super nice to all the guards, and he's going to do extra labor hours and share his meals and all this. I can totally foresee Dallas Goddard entering the probationary portal next week. Yep, and then we got
0: another tight end here, George Kittle. The two Dallas Goddard and George Kittle were like the two top tight ends going into week one. I guess T-Hawk was up there, too, but not a good look for the uh, the top tier tight ends or quarterbacks this week. Bob, George Kittle,
2: George Kittle laid. He was pretty bad this week, less than five points, four point nine points in PPR leagues. And everyone thought he was Brock Purdy's top target. Turns out this week it was Brandon Ayuk, although I do think next week. It's going to be a different game. He's going up against the Rams, a divisional game. I think it's going to be a closer game as well since it's a divisional game. And he'll have an opportunity to score over 10, which will get him out of the doghouse and into the probationary portal, Paul. I like that. Cool. All right.
0: We got some, some, some positive pro- projections here on going into the probationary portal here. Will Lamar Jackson get into the probationary portal? He's coming to the doghouse. I can tell you right now. Paul's given him the silent treatment. I'm giving him the silent treatment. And, you know, he he just did not look that good. He only threw the ball 17 times. Um, well, 22 times. He completed 17 passes, had no throwing touchdowns, fumbled the ball twice, lost it once, and did not rush for any touchdowns. So, and threw a
1: pick. Yeah,
0: yep, and threw a pick. So not looking too good for Lamar Jackson, but he does go against the Cincinnati Bengals. Paul, I'll let you handle this. Does Lamar Jackson find his way out of the
1: doghouse? I think he will eventually find his way out of the doghouse. I'm just not sure if it's this week. Now, the Bengals looked horrible, which is good. But Lamar, brand new offense, didn't play in the preseason. He was definitely a little rusty week one against the Texans. I definitely foresee him entering the probationary portal. I just don't know if it's in week two.
0: All right, well, let's head on over to Najee Harris then, Paul. Najee Harris is coming to the doghouse, but can he find his way out next week?
1: Yes, I think Najee Harris can enter the probationary portal next week. The one good thing to take away from this is he did average over five yards per carry. Now, Pittsburgh got behind and they got behind early. They honestly got their teeth kicked in by the San Francisco 49ers on week one. So unfortunately, with them having to throw the ball and Kenny Pickett looking like an absolute just disaster at quarterback it hurt Najee's game script I foresee them having a much better game against Cleveland Pittsburgh and Cleveland are always hard-nosed football games so I think the run game will improve and we can see Najee enter the probationary portal next week and then we got another quarterback
0: The, the theme is crazy here the top like five quarterbacks are headed into the
2: doghouse and this is Josh Allen Bob he did not have a good performance week one He did not at all. I mean, I'm kind of happy about it because even though I do have him on my fantasy team, he did lose to my jets, which I'm happy about, but I think he is going to enter the probationary portal. Despite the fact this past week, he threw three interceptions, lost a fumble and only finished with just over 11 points. But I think going home opener against the Raiders, Raiders don't have a good defense and I think it's going to be a pretty easy game for Josh Allen to put up 20 plus, which will be good enough to get him into the probationary portal.
0: All right. And I think this is our first receiver entering the doghouse. Yes, it is. We got Terry McLaurin. Welcome in, Terry. Spread your cheeks and call it twice. <laughs> <laughs> put it um, in
1: reverse, Terry.
0: <laughs> Terry McLaurin, dude. Two catches on four targets, just not even involved. Is that the quarterback's fault? Maybe. I mean, Jahan Dotson found a way to perform better. And I think that that was a concern heading into the season. Is Jahan Dotson going to be the breakout star and take over Terry? We'll find out. He goes against a Denver defense. He's probably going to have Patrick Sertain locked up on him. I do not think Terry McLaurin will find his way into the fantasy probation uh, portal. Not at all. Terry McLaurin. He's signing up. He's like, "Do you guys have a um, uh, member membership awards here? Do
2: you,
0: guys, <laughs> yeah. you have, do you guys have a rewards program at the doghouse? Yeah, right. You guys have Sky
2: Miles?" Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> DJ Moore, a disappointing Bears offense. Just it's all it's all coming together. Justin Fields and DJ Moore, Paul.
1: Yeah, DJ Moore, a uh, former University of Maryland Terp, was disappointing. of the snaps, only two targets to show for. He did catch both of them for 25 yards. This offense scares me. I can totally see Justin Fields averaging 18 pass attempts per game, and it's just... I don't know what to do about DJ Moore, so if you drafted him expecting high hopes of a wide receiver too, yikes! I do not think that DJ Moore gets out of the probationary portal, even though they are in Tampa next week. Yikes! Yikes!
0: Kyle Pitts yikes, yikes. Kyle, <laughs> Kyle Pitts is a big yikes bob yikes. Um, is is he going to be good
2: at football ever uh no the answer is no and <laughs> while he's in Atlanta and Arthur Smith is the coach and With that said, he's not going to leave the probationary portal because Kyle Pitts has never shown us that he could even, is even capable of leaving the doghouse. This guy, Arthur Smith, doesn't care about your fantasy team. He only gave Kyle Pitts two targets or three targets, excuse me, and he caught two passes, although he did put up 44 yards. But there's, unless it's just a random game where Kyle Pitts goes off, but there's been nothing. In his career, where you would think that he's going to just show up and be the tight end that we all expect him to be. So, no, he's going to be stuck in the doghouse. And I think he's going to be stuck in the doghouse for a long time
0: oh no well I mean there is one good pro that we can take out of Kyle Pitts's performance in week one surprisingly and it's the fact that he did a a lot better than fellow wide receiver Drake London who's coming in Drake London welcome into the fantasy doghouse make yourself warm because I don't see you getting on the uh, fantasy probationary portal at all Um, it's just Bob said it there there's not going to be a lot of volume coming your way, Drake London and Kyle Pitts. and to the owners who got them, uh, I ask, why?, <laughs> uh, Paul, I've been waiting for you to talk about this one. I thought he was gonna be a star dude. I thought you had a fat head of Rashad White, but now he's just a fat head in the fantasy doghouse
1: yeah i tried to order rashad white fathead earlier this offseason and now i kind of understand why they don't have him available (laughs) (laughs) rashad white although he played 79 percent of the snaps he did get 17 touches on the ground and saw two targets in the past game he did absolutely nothing with those opportunities he averaged under two and a half yards per carry yikes Yikes is right. The only silver lining here is that his backup, Sean Tucker, went to my high school. So if anybody's going to win the job, I hope it's him. But... Oh, no. Don't tell me you're already turning on Rashad White. (laughs) No, 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 no. no. I'm not turning on him. I think Rashad White can enter the probationary portal. no, he can't. I think he's going to struggle with getting out, though. He does get (laughs) Chicago next week. So I can see him putting up a decent game, and then we'll put him on trial. But then... Philly comes to town and that's just probably going to get him sent right back. His schedule is just up and down, but I think week six and week seven Detroit and Atlanta, I think maybe, I think maybe Detroit's defense, even though they did hold Patrick Mahomes, they're not that great. I do foresee Rashad White getting out of the doghouse. I just don't know if it's in the near future.
0: Yeah, cuz remember, if you if you outperform your projection or at least get to that point after being put in the doghouse, you're put on the probationary portal um and you can only get to freedom by doing it a second week. And yeah, Rashad White not looking good um from the from the schedule that we're looking at here. How about Antonio Gibson, Bob? I mean, he was on my do not draft list, so I don't have any shares of him, and I'm very happy because he did horrible.
2: I think he was, but contrary to you, I think he was on a lot of people's draft list because of Eric Bieniemy. People were getting pretty excited about Antonio Gibson and the Washington running backs, but Brian Robinson stole the show, played almost 65% of the snaps. Antonio Gibson played a little over 30%, and he did absolutely nothing with those snaps. He didn't even score a single fantasy point. He scored 0.9 three rushes for nine yards and had one catch for 10 yards. It just was a terrible performance for him. And his schedule is very bleak coming up. His next three games are at Denver home against Buffalo and at Philadelphia. So if this snap percentage continues where Brian Robinson is playing 65% compared to Gibson's 35%, Unless Brian Robinson gets hurt, uh, Antonio Gibson is not leaving the doghouse anytime soon, and he may end up being one of fantasy football's bigger busts this season. Ooh. And this guy's a scary candidate for one of the bigger busts, and that's
0: Josh Jacobs. I mean, running back three last year, came in week one against Denver and ran the ball 19 times, which I do like. Um, he was in 80% of the snaps. So he's clearly a focal point of the offense, but I think the Denver defense just, you know, really watched film or something like that. Um, Josh Jacobs did not score a touchdown. He was not part of the receiving game as much Two catches for 20 yards. uh, Unlike last year, where that was like the big surprise that Josh Jacobs was a PPR guy. Um, He goes up against Buffalo next week. I have a weird feeling. Obviously he's a must start. Um, But I do have a a weird feeling that he is going to find his way on probationary period for a bounce back game. I think the Raiders just had a little bit of a wake up call and they're like, oh, yeah, we we need to make Josh Jacobs successful if we want to win games. Um, I don't think the Raiders are going to win this game against the Bills, but I do think that Josh Jacobs can score his projected 14 points. All right. Up next, we've got Christian Kirk. We got uh, five more for you guys here. Christian Kirk, Paul. I mean, we all we did not think that Christian Kirk was going to be this bad,
1: right? No, it was. It was very disappointing for Christian Kirk, especially if you drafted him. You were looking at his first four games, even five games, six games and salivating. Indy, Kansas City should be a shootout. Houston, Atlanta, Buffalo should be a shootout. And then Indy again. And Christian Kirk, just Calvin Ridley took his lunch money. As you can see my name right there, Calvin Ridley just came in and said, did you forget that I'm Calvin Ridley? And just went crazy. Now, with Christian Kirk, the rapport that we saw with Trevor Lawrence last year, I don't think that just goes by the wayside. I wouldn't take a huge overreaction to his week one performance. Yes, the three targets for one catch and nine yards is disappointing. But I think that Christian Kirk will bounce back and at least be a capable high-end middle-of-the-pack wide receiver, two for the rest of the year.
0: Will this guy be a high-end wide receiver, too? I think not. Kadarius Toney. Now, this was not one of the guys that was highly drafted, um, much like Christian Kirk. However, the expectations were high because he's the wide receiver one on the Chiefs and their offense is potent. But Kadarius Toney, I mean, he's arguably the reason Mahomes did not have that good of an outing because he totally it was totally Kadarius Toney's fault for that peak uh, for that pick six. And Bob, what do you have to say about Mr. Kadarius? Because I think he's signing up for Sky Miles right now.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think Kadarius is going to be like a full-blown member. He's going to be here all season long. He's going to have a nice bed made in oh, the yeah. doghouse, and he's going to have basically his own private suite by the end of the season because, as we know with those Chiefs patch, pass catchers outside of Travis Kelsey, they are very volatile, and I just don't see Kadarius Tony even if he does manage to rebound from this terrible outing with three drops, and like you said, basically responsible for Mahomes' pick six. I don't see him being able to put like two consistent weeks together, given how volatile this offense is and how much Mahomes spreads the ball around.
0: Yep. And then let's, this is a, this is a little bit of a surprise here. Um, This next one is the Seahawks defense. Now it's not like they were, let's uh, let's just get these, let's just look this up. So last year they were, they were the number eight defense. So they were a top 10 defense. Um, and they had, you know, 45 sacks, 15 forced fumbles, 14 interceptions. So almost like a pick a game and a basically a, a, a takeaway a game. And that put them into the top 10. And then what really I, the expectations for the Seahawks defense was that they weren't going to just score one point in week one, they were playing the Rams. And we all went into week one thinking that the Rams were going to be one of the worst teams in the league. And it did not look that way, especially after the Cooper Cup injury. But it did not look that way. The Rams looked good. They looked sharp. Matt Stafford was able to turn rags into riches with uh, Puka Nakua. And um, who's the new running back now that's taking Cam Akers job? (laughs) Kyron Williams. Kyron Williams. We'll talk about Cam Akers in a second. But yeah, Seahawks, they're in the doghouse. Now, they have... Detroit next week, and their best bet is getting interceptions off of Jared Goff. I would say that Jared Goff is a more careless quarterback than um, Matt Stafford. So I'm going to go ahead and say that, you know, if the Seahawks can get you 10 points, they're going to go onto the probationary portal. Can we what's the criteria for defense? Maybe Uh, like a, a
2: pick or a fumble and then like 10 points, not
0: no more than like 24 points given up.
2: I'd say like I think ten's tough with the defense unless you're getting, you know, a touchdown or something like that. And you can't rely on that. I'd say like eight. Yeah, we'll have to
0: monitor their, their scoring, see what they did on defense. And um, we'll see if the Seahawks can get out. That's the one that's the one that I can't really predict. But we did just talk about this guy, Cam Akers, Paul. Yeah, it happened last week or last year where week one Cam Akers wasn't even used. But this week uh, he was used, right? Yeah, he was not efficient.
1: No, he was used in a in a way that I don't think I can say for the Internet. It was (laughs) rough. If you thought Rashad White's stat line was bad, Cam Akers had 22 touches for just 29 yards. He averaged under one point three yards per carry. Yet you look down and you're like, he's got 8.9 fantasy points. Yeah, he somehow vultured a touchdown, but guess what? We're not buying it here at the eye test. You don't just average 1.3 yards per carry and score a touchdown and expect to not see the pearly gates of the doghouse, baby. So Cam Akers looked very, very rough. He is just one of the weirdest stories of fantasy ever. Like last year was supposed to be the same thing. Supposed to be the featured back in a Sean McVay offense comes out doesn't even see the field and then they have the whole he's not happy here but then towards the end of the season he starts playing and starts playing well so then people kind of buy into him now and it's just it's crazy 24 years young from florida state which is a you know a pretty good running back factory i have no idea what to do with this guy but i don't trust him i see him staying at the doghouse maybe for as long as mr tony i don't know if he's got mr tony's corner suite here in the doghouse but he's going to be here for a while i think yeah, they could be bunk mates.
0: This guy, he's got to find his way out, and he's at least has a bunk mate with Joe Burrow. Now, it's not Jamar Chase. Uh, we're giving Jamar Chase a pass because of how bad Joe Burrow was, but T. Higgins, he had zero points,
2: right? He, there is. Now, Jamar Chase definitely underperformed, but we're going to give him a pass because he still almost did have 10 points. And believe it or not, he was the most impressive guy on offense with those 10 points. T. Higgins does not get the pass because he was targeted eight times, which is a lot of targets, and he didn't catch one of them. He put up a goose egg which I feel like is like a common theme for this week one but T Higgins does not get a pass. He is in the doghouse. However, like I said with Joe Burrow home opener next week, I think the Bengals are going to come out motivated and I expect T Higgins to at least put up his projection, if not exceed his projection next week at home against the Ravens.
0: Yep. All right. Well, that does it for the fantasy doghouse. We got a list of like 21 20 players in a defense. Um <laughs> And we're going to see next week if they find themselves getting comfy in the doghouse or finding themselves on fantasy probation. Uh, Next week, we'll be back handing out week two awards. Uh, We'll see who's winning what. And then we'll do another fantasy doghouse. Who gets out? Who gets put on probation? All that and much, much more on the eye test brought to you by Belly Up Sports. We will see you next week. Peace. Peace.